1: Hello, it's the Nerdist Podcast number 329. I think I said the last one was 329, but I was lying. It was 328. Although it wasn't intentional, so it wasn't really a lie. It was a mistake. I guess a mistake is an unintentional lie. Well, I'm glad we figured that out. Um, come see us live. Uh, we're doing Nerdist Podcasts on the road, as well as stand-up on the road. March 15th, we'll be in Grand Rapids, Michigan, doing Nerdist Podcasts live for Gilda's Laugh Fest. Then March 29th in Anaheim during WonderCon. Um... And then a bunch of stand updates dates coming up solo for me as well. So go to nurse.com slash calendar to get information on all of those things. Today's podcast is brought to you by Tomb Raider. It's the new, all-new, rebooted Tomb Raider available in stores now. Uh, stores like Target, for instance, you could go just pick up Tomb Raider now if they have them available they're not all sold out, so you better get over there quickly, uh, it's on Xbox, Crystal Dynamics, Square Enix, this is, um, like I said, it's a reboot, Lara, yeah, I know, I said Lara now, I always tend, have a tendency to want to say Lara Croft, but I know it's Lara, but then in the British accent, it almost becomes Lara, Lara, but it's Lara, uh, this is, uh, at Skydart, by the way, cosplayed as her for Comic Con last year, which was phenomenal. So, um,. It's a ton of gameplay there's a survival stealth melee range combat exploration um, it's just sort of a it's just sort of a pared down less glitzy version of Tomb Raider and uh, and super cool uh, and if you get a chance you should really watch Conan and uh, Aaron Blair play, play on clueless gamer it'll give you an idea of the gameplay and then of course Conan always cracks me up so uh, that's it Tomb Raider in stores pick it up. So grateful for them for being a sponsor. I like I like having a cool video game as a sponsor for the Nurse Podcast. It kind of makes me happy. It makes me happy that we're doing that kind of stuff now. Skydart's nodding. She's nodding and thumbs-upping me. Is that in a leave-me-alone kind of a way because you're busy doing work?
0: I'm looking at eye shadows.
1: <laughs> oh <Whoa. laughs> Your eyes make shadows?
0: <laughs> when I don't get enough sleep, they do.
1: And it's <laughs> oh. damn intro. I... I will finish the damn intro, because it's D.C. Pearson, who is uh, our our dear comedy friend, D.C. Pearson, from Derek Comedy, who also has a book out, also today, also, also, it's uh, called Crap Kingdom, and uh, D.C. is hilariously funny, and, well, instead of just telling you he's hilariously funny, I'm just going to shut up and play the podcast, so that you can experience it firsthand, The Nerdist Podcast, number 329, for reals, (laughs) with D.C. Pearson, DC
0: Now entering nerdist.com
1: So we've just started the podcast seconds ago when I was loading up the disc. uh, DC Pearson had made a mistake that we all make sometimes a lot of times. uh, Which is that he read an Internet comment. Now, I know we talk about it a lot on the show, but it's a real problem. Yeah. And so I really I want to. I want to help. Well, it's something that I don't normally do, and I feel like there's nothing worse than you. There's something that you don't do, and then you do it, and then you're like, "That's why I don't do that." I call that the laugh factory. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there seems to be this, uh, this, this attitude from internet commenters that like this one comment that I that I happen to read, and and it will be recovering from for the rest of the week. Uh, <laughs> uh, had uh, w- and sort of typifies, which is like. Uh, don't try to tell me about stuff that I don't know about. If I wanted to know about something, I would already know about it. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like the sort of attitude of like, uh, hey, not aware of this. Don't try to make me aware of it. That's not why I read. Get out of my brain. Internet sites. Uh, I read internet sites to know about things I already know about. Sorry, Uh, which is a little bit frustrating, especially when you're trying to to promote something as I am. You're like, I'm trying to promote it because I want people to know about it because they might like it. And then when they go, no, sorry, haven't heard of this. And that's why it's bad. Get out. Get yeah. out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, s- scoot over to the mic, but don't talk too much so people don't think I'm trying to replace Matt and Jonah with you. Deal. Um, Matt and Jonah are in England right now, or they're at least they're on their way to England for the uh, Nerdist TV show. So I apologize they're not here, but they, they've been gone all week. That's something that they would say over yeah, there. Yeah, I know. That's the kind of information we should have armed them with <laughs> before sending <laughs> them gonna over be, there. They're going to be lost without that kind of thing. Where uh, were you? Uh, uh, flashlight is a torch. Quick, um, tweet it at them. <laughs> okay. uh, no, does Twitter work over there? No. Is it going to go across the DMZ that separates us from from England? I know that the Queen had a cable dragged across the ocean floor uh-huh. to communicate between the two. Uh, landmasses. That was nice of her. I don't know if... Was that on the rest of season three of Downton Abbey because I didn't watch it past halfway through the season premiere. Yes, they start... uh, They do a lot of telegraph porn. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Is it like an early version of ASCII porn? It's an early version of ASCII porn and they're like weird... Vaginal um, uh, emoticons, I guess, telegraphicons that you can make.
0: Vagicons.
1: Vagicons. Short, long, long, short, long, short, long, short, short, long, short. Long, oh. long. Oh, see, I'm getting long. I'm getting long, 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 short already. Just hearing you talk about that, <laughs> you know, is that a short, long, long in your long, long, short, short, long, long, long or telegraphicons, long, short, Kyle? Short. I smell
0: a bit. Write it down. <laughs> Three shorts, no dice.
1: Telegraphicons. That's the classic. uh That's the classic comedy formula of. I mean, we have emoticons now. In the old days, they must have had... Did Marconi say... <laughs> People love Marconi love Marconi jokes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was my only problem when I saw the, that movie, The Original Kings of Comedy. I was like, these... Comics all have a Marconi bit. Steve Harvey had one. Cedric <laughs> the Entertainer had one. So wait, say that again. What did you say? Your mic cut out for a second. Oh, no problem. I was just saying that when I... Uh, so when I watched uh, the original Kings of Comedy, that was my biggest problem. I was like, so many Marconi bits. We get it, guys. Tons. It's it's played out. It's over. You know, I, I mean, know. I get why everybody does But them, when I was watching so Def Marconi Jam, it was like <laughs> the jokes were so <laughs> telegraphed in. God. Telegraphed, delightful. Thank you. out like phenomenal. the thought
0: process of Chris Hardwick. By the way, though, yesterday we were having something, and I was telling him, you got to do that bit where you have where you reference the movie Shine, and he's like, "No one will know that." But he's now done five minutes of Marconi material. Can I say
1: something, though, Kyle? <laughs> the difference is. <laughs> That there's at least a chance that people that Marconi would be somewhere stuck in the back of their head from something. You give something a it.
0: lot of credit.
1: Shine <laughs> is for some reason in my head conflated with the movie My Left Foot. So I'm just sure. imagining Jeffrey Rush playing the piano with his feet.
0: <laughs> is that what it, that's about?
1: I think so. Okay. I think that's exactly Great. what it was. It was Jeffrey Rush. No, I think you're thinking. I think you're thinking of the. Uh, uh, you're thinking of Daniel J. Lewis in the Western where he just uses his feet. That and was a Western. <laughs> Oh, there will be blood. There will be feet. <laughs> there will be feet. There will be toes. <laughs> I just want to warn you. Yeah. This is a pretty standard Western town, but there will be feet. We don't have a lot of shoes, and the one guy just uses his feet for everything. This town's, this town's a size 10. And everybody's <laughs> there ain't room enough know. for all these toes in it. Well, it done got a point. It's, well, but in the UK, it's 12. I don't get how, what the conversion is. I'm your hooker bear. <laughs> Sorry, I always just like to throw Tombstone in there whenever I can. You have to. God, it so still holds up I enjoy Tombstone. I mean, it's a little melodramatic at points, but it's a fun movie. I do a, a, an improv show and, uh, at UCB, and we were interviewing a kid last night uh, and uh, from the audience, and he, at one point, remarked that he had had a girlfriend in high school, and she would always bring him like black-and-white movies on, on VHS, and he was pissed because... As far as he was concerned, there was no good movies before the 90s <laughs> was his contention. How old was this person? Uh, according to him, 23, but he said that he was 23 enough times that I think he might be older. Do you know what I mean? Still no <laughs> like, excuse. 23, 23, 23. But how much older could he really be and think that any movie made before the 90s wasn't any good? I don't know. You can be any age and still think that Chairman of the Board is the best movie ever. I don't <laughs> 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 Oh, Caretop's breakout role. Carrot Top's breakout role. I've never seen it. Did he does he use a lot of props in the movie? Do they like write in opportunities for him to do prop comedy or is he just trying to I t- just remember this from the trailer which was uh this is a boardroom. Y'all look pretty bored to me. That's Well, that right there is, like, that's what you want to see. They probably said that in the pitch. When you're pitching the movie chairman of the board, you're going to want to have a board B-O-R-E-D joke. I'm going to say something, and that is I like Carrot Top, and I think he's a delightful person, and I would actually love to have him on the podcast at some point. I think he's he's a super sweet guy, and the poor guy, I know he does prop comedy, and he's super silly, and he's not afraid to be silly, But I don't think he deserves the avalanche
0: of hatred that came at him, you know. But I think he's the wacky kid who everyone hates in the high school of stand-up. But I don't know why.
1: I mean, well, there's there's a, there's a lot of ire directed at Carrot Top that I think we can all agree should really be pointed at Gallagher. Oh, yeah. Because Carrot Top isn't openly racist, <laughs> the way <laughs> that Gallagher is. Where do you fall in the whole uh, G- Carrot Top-Gallagher uh, dispute? Sir, yeah, uh, sir, which, which, that's which, kind which? of like the Israel and Palestine of prop comedy. <laughs> Can't they just... It, it won't, it will never be solved. Well, they figure out whose land has the props. <laughs> I, th- I hear they're going to have a two-prop solution. I think that... I think that <laughs> <laughs> Can't they just share the props? You park on a driveway, drive on a parkway, <laughs> and push carrot top into the sea. <laughs> now, well, for people who enjoy both, what, what, uh, what I'm waiting for is what I'm waiting for are the comment threads about. Someone attacking what we just said as though we really actually were talking about right
0: right people are like analyzing
1: it like okay I get it carrot tops Israel uh, (laughs) Gallagher's Palestine. How could you even think for a second? (laughs) Right right, exactly dumb piece of shit
0: watch this YouTube uh, documentary It's 55 minutes long Uh, It explains everything breaks it all down There's a college kid somewhere listening to this while working on an Mm Israel-Palestine paper And this is being cited as we speak well Well,
1: you know the um... primary source (laughs) The Keratopians and the Galagies are, are just so... No, the Sea of Galagy. No, that's just someone who just... <laughs> that's someone who worships the game Galaga. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's their hate- altar. Oh, man, what did, I had a Galaga pun that I wanted to put on Twitter they, the they, other day, they, and they, I've they, since forgotten they, what it was. They, put a, they basically put a kneeling cushion so they can play
0: Galaga while kneeling. And, uh, that and, makes you part of the Galagarchy. Oh,
1: well done. Thank well, you. we always pray towards where the aliens are coming from,
0: <laughs> like, which is upward, you know. Yeah, exactly. Forth, so wherever though. I
1: am, upward is... Uh, wow. So what... Who won't we offend? <laughs> Listen, what already, will be taken We've today? already taken None. down Carrot Top, Gallagher, and Galaga players. <laughs> so I feel like all bets are off at yeah, this point. If Galaga players can figure out how to attach a joystick to their computer, they will be writing us some very angry comments. Well, uh, you know, all you need to do is go to Think Geek and get that little iPad stand that's uh, I don't know shaped about like an arcade cabinet. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. I know. Is there a way to at- then attach a like vinyl record player? <laughs> and like an 8-track and just anything to build out more arcane yeah, technology. Yeah, I think so. That'd be a real a real, real. Adam's
0: family pinball on the other yeah, side sure. of it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Spooky <one>. bonus. <laughs> I'm imagining it says spooky bonus at a point
1: they're creepy and they're kooky <laughs> Co- but that's not bonus. a bonus
0: kooky bonus isn't as good no that's not bonus is less than uh,
1: but i think it was adam's family values that allowed us to believe that
0: they do what they want to do say, say what, what they want no, to that's say. the first movie really that is are you Really? Sure they, live, they live how they want to live those are two of my favorite movies i know which one do they play how the they want to play they do they act like they want to See, do. you can
1: never have the hit single for the sequel you know what i mean like men in black had i think they ever. ninja turtles too what ninja rap ninja rap right, way bigger enough. song I'll go, than partners well, in crime um, hey guys can i just throw this at you well i guess we're gonna
0: have to sing men pro the goes and control. i
1: think what we've learned here is we all think the lyrics to that song are a little different everyone has their own interpretation <laughs> i think what of we've actually Bobby all Brandlis learned song. is that we remember that song uh, a lot. I don't. Uh, yeah, I never. We'll never forget that song. Oh.
0: What are you talking about? With the spirit. Some people fear it. Some people. Is that is that the? That's rap the, from That's it? the breakdown part. Okay. Or it's the song that plays after that in the credits. Man, I missed that. In like, in,
1: in like R&B or like New Jack Swing songs where they would always have like, they would have like a boy band like New Edition and one guy would like just start rapping in the middle and oh, he yeah. was like, my name is Mikey and here we go. Rap is a new thing. Get used to it. <laughs> now it'll be here I just will, I will for say this. I, I feel like a lot of those earlier rhymes are actually rhymed. A lot of those earlier right. raps actually rhymed. Mm-hmm. But but as opposed to mine, yeah, which was really just prose. <laughs> well, that guy was ahead of his time. Your, yours was just metered prose. Well, that guy was uh, he was he was uh, doing free verse hip hop, which it doesn't matter; it doesn't have to rhyme. There's no verse structure. Oh, I'm you sorry. Did you think I was doing like... rap? I was doing a tribute to Ovid. <laughs> <laughs> so I think mine was actually a little more academic than your basic rhyme Ovid scheme. Was <laughs> more into
0: like neoclassical hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> you guys I'm like Ovid references? Free verse. <laughs>
1: Um, (laughs) yeah, I remember having my brain melted in college because I was taking a classics course and we were reading, um, I think maybe Aristophanes and we were reading a play where the, it's like the husband is having an affair and the, the, you know, the slave is trying to help the husband to keep it from the wife, but the slave really is the sort of the master of the household and, um, and he—I think the guy—this is really getting exciting. It was basically a telenovela. It was kind saying. of a telenovela. So he bought—so <laughs> I guess he. there was a dress that his mistress had that he was going to give to his wife. And the, the slave uh, had the line something like, the nose recoils from smells quite unwashable. Ooh. Like, there was a vagina reference in the—and I don't know why— I mean, listen. In the hits, pussy in the classics. Well, I feel like thing. until you're like eighteen love, years uh, old. I think until you're eighteen years old, you think that vaginas were invented in like nineteen. Exactly the what the 90s, they the 90s, had Chrysler the vagina. And then going back to your early thing, pus- pussing on the hits was yeah. uh, was the joke that I want to make there. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but that idea of like I don't know why that melted my brain so much. Yeah. Well, they they
0: had all that stuff. They had gay people. They had women. <laughs> what I know, it was crazy. It was wild. Black <laughs> people were talking, not just singing. It Was crazy,
1: but you'd really do grow up kind of thinking that, like, okay, like sex was invented in like
0: 1962. It was like around well, the same time a as moment the Beatles. When you figure out that like. Sex happened in the seventies, and not just when you were younger. Oh, sex definitely happened. Do you oh, ever yeah, yeah, that you keep your brain keeps exploding then too? Have you yeah. ever
1: have you ever gone down a vintage porn rabbit hole? Absolutely, gone? Yes. of course I have. Because <laughs> you just want It's to so see. much artsier than my normal pre <sighs> masturbation session. Like yeah. the <laughs> earlier stag film music is so like Felicity Flaps and. B- Big Dirk Magoon. <laughs> it, well, because they always, they also seem a lot more illicit because you feel like they were taking place in the back of some like shack. Oh yeah. Or something like that, where there was like a drug, it was a lot more drugged runaways. Also, I feel
0: like.
1: also, so if, you're, if you're into that kind of thing. Also, the women in those always just lie there
0: and take it. <laughs> it's so, it's so sad. Supporting your theory. Right. But yeah. then
1: also the idea that uh, it's, I mean, at first you think, oh, this is going to be really interesting and a a look into the past. But because everyone just looks like grandparents or Mm. (laughs) or like Chicago Capone mugshots... It really takes you out of Yeah, the- it's it's interesting. Like you like to think that everybody looked the same all throughout time, but they're, they're like I don't know if you ever see like the, the documentary Crumb. There's a point <laughs> where they're the him and his son are drawing uh like women out of like a 1920s like reform school yearbook, basically. And they're talking about how that a lot of them have these faces that like you really don't see. Anymore, and I feel like you're at when you're looking at like old porn. It's just like yeah These people aren't these are these are people from the past everyone. They looks, do not look like everyone modern looks people. like they're made out of Gravel and with broken nose taking yeah. my dick see <laughs> they well because you used to have to bare-knuckle box <laughs> right. to even make it to the age of 10 <laughs> Everyone was like, you know, everyone was a contender at that point women men children everyone heart, heart- had to harder get in the ring and fight a horse yeah, way, way, what way. You times. In
0: the rules for stick ball that kids would play. You had to get in a bare knuckle boxing fight at each base. Oh yeah, for sure. It was like Calvin ball, but yeah. with a lot more like brutality. Oh yeah. Just just bloody like, faces. Yeah, it was like Calvin
1: ball meets gladiator. There we go. I wonder what the I wonder what the reason was for the the sort of softening of features throughout the the generations. Was it because our lives got cushier? I think that's part of it. I think also too more uh uh I, I was about to say race mixing, which makes me sound like a, a KKK representative, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I just think that like people from different nationalities. Like, representative,
0: representative.
1: <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm representing the uh, KKK. Uh, um, I have here a press release <laughs> um, about miscegenation, about, about mixing races. Um, yeah, exactly. So uh, we're pitching segregation. Uh, we're rebranding segregation. It's going to be
0: called. <laughs> Do you seg. mind like, putting these really calipers on your head, yeah. real quick, just we're to really, make sure you get what I'm saying? We're doing
1: this whole social media push. Oh, we're trying to get that eighteen to forty nine demo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag sep but uh, You know, so if you could just tweet that, we would really, we'd really appreciate it.
0: Go to it. Sep but
1: <laughs> We're gonna have we have a Kickstarter. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's just a lot of crap. We call, we're gonna change lynching to be calling crowdsourcing. We're gonna call <laughs> lynching crowdsourcing. Oh my god. The original crowdsourcing, oh my and God. Uh, oh. so that's fun.
0: We're doing That'll an AMA about racial purity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ask me anything.
0: Hi, my name is George Wallace. <laughs> Ask me anything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so that's fun. That's more things for people. We have, have a separate thread for <laughs> <laughs> frequently asked questions. The answer to all of them are get <laughs> get out of town. <laughs> So how do you feel about the emerging nature Git Git? <laughs> what do you think of a Git? That's what I'm. That's that's always the um what, what I'm what I'm worried about that kind of reaction whenever I I leave sort of a major metropolitan area like I'm worried that one of those guys like a sheriff is just gonna be like. You boys ain't from around here, are
0: you? I had someone, a police really? officer, say that to me in Tennessee. You ain't was, from around it here, It made are you? my day. I was going to Bonnaroo, and it was me and my brother sure. who looks kind of like you. Okay. And, uh, and we're, we're in a, a gas station, and the the, the woman cop comes up, she's like, You boys going to that boneroo? And we're like, How'd you know? Like, Because you boys ain't from around here. And my brother and I high-fived. she's like, Yes! I like that she called it
1: that Bonaroo. <laughs> and then <so> <laughs> like, <laughs> they have several different Bonnaroo's. Did a refined <laughs> Southern judge come out and say, What is a Ute? <laughs> And then they told us to get get now now when in my day Mumford and Sons <laughs> was just a was, store. A team was a model T fixing
0: shop. <laughs> Be fair, the people of Murfreesboro, Tennessee are delightful.
1: That, yeah, for sure. Because it it was not your fault, but mine. <laughs> like he just speaks the. It was your heart on the line. <laughs> I really fucked it up this, this time. My daddy, Didn't wa- <laughs> my daddy my was dear? a lumineer. He worked in a light bulb factory and <laughs> held a lot of phosphorus dust. But y'all enjoy the music. Y'all enjoy. Y'all, y'all enjoy. <laughs> I don't know where that accent is from, but I immediately started sweating profusely. When I, did it. I had to pat my brow with a handkerchief. I'm a Novemberist. (laughs) I'm a hipster. Hipster rednecks. (laughs) You can't, yeah, you can't. Before it was cool. The strokes was something we got across our backside when we failed to tar the shed frequently enough. Good night, everybody. Like well, this is just this is basically just us performing in Deadwood. Like, <laughs> so we opened uh, we started an open mic at the Belly Union. <laughs> and that's where We described the white. The joke needs a fucking tag, E B. <laughs> the joke needs a fucking tag. Well, uh, it's nice to see you cocksuckers come in here could do a bringer show. <laughs> yeah, have the gimp come around and clean up all the teeth on the floor, you Swearing fucking Woodbrot
0: goddamn bringer show.
1: <laughs> now I was wondering when you bring me up, Al, if you could remind people that I was on Comics Unleashed with Byron Allen.
0: (laughs) Well, howdy
1: fucking duty for you. Show has, has just been a series of Venn diagrams. Wait a minute! I just need to go back and put some focus on your bit of <laughs> the comic telling elsewhere, and just to mention that he was on Pirate <laughs> Allen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, oh my God! <laughs> That's that's
1: beautiful.
0: <laughs> that is
1: simply beautiful, my friend. Uh, are you? <laughs> I just like imagining if Al Swearengen was the host of WTF. <laughs> he kind of is.
0: <laughs> oh goddamn it! I
1: where's my snooze? <laughs> uh what uh, where you you are obviously here to promote nerd
0: turns what the episode (laughs) of nerd turns that he was on i was in that's right yeah you were which has recently been renewed yeah season two is in the works thanks Mm. my pleasure you kids are great (laughs) i don't get it but i know some (laughs) people do you're the person we most pitch trying to get back on the show oh yeah because you like were the first person to come on as a guest besides Chris Hardwick to like legitimize our show. Mm-hmm. And Thanks I Thanks for throwing me the side thank bone. Thank you. <laughs> but but I just remember we wrote for like four hours trying to like write good dialogue. I like the idea you, that my, then, my presence would legitimize oh, anything. Yeah, most
1: definitely. And Chris then, is a mogul, he's wearing a suit. <laughs> he comes in, he I leaves, am he legitimizes a suit. the whole thing. You I'm are wearing, wearing a, a suit, suit right I know. Now. Because um, I shot something earlier and I had a suit on, and I, so I. Isn't just didn't it change. great to then then let the suit carry over on into the rest oh, of yeah. your day? It's yeah. one of the best things about having an early funeral. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. But I'm already dressed mm-hmm. for you the funeral. Right. Yeah, exactly. And now in my mind, I'm like Chris Hardwick always wears a suit. Yeah, you always. Know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's
0: something I carry. Normally, from- he wears a big suit. Yeah, like Talking Head style, though.
1: Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. You may find yourself living in a. It was funny, actually. <laughs> I did thrilling adventure out the other night. And it was the 8th anniversary show, and Paul F. was in a, a gorgeous tuxedo with, like, these really cool, uh, like, studded buttons up the front. And someone was like, Paul, those, the studded buttons, how do you do it every time? And Paul was like, I have I have really painted myself into a corner. Because <laughs> he is the suit, like, Paul wears da- amazing suits. So he's in a, a male fashion arms race with himself. He kind of saying. is, because he, he has to keep a certain level right. every time, and... I'm sure that if he even wears a slightly casual suit, people are like, what happened?
0: You know, like, he's really got to up the bar every time is he when looks I his closet get... and just goes like, how did I let this happen?
1: And that's an expensive... <laughs> That's got to, because he wears very awesome, really nice, nice stuff, yeah. original pieces that you don't see often. Mm-hmm. So that has got to be a bitch to I keep I mean, up. I guess that the thought is that if you buy one thing that's really nice, it lasts as long as, say, 29 shirts from H&M. But by the same token, I feel like at a certain point, you're right. It has to just completely then like, you are going to be more spending more suits. money. like, than, you can't just be the one suit you guy. You can't be the one suit guy, because then it seems like you're in the pursuit <laughs> of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean... I, I it's we're on different wavelengths I guess fashion wise I think when I get like one new shirt every year and a half people are like whoa look at you new shirt from the Goodwill because I think that you know like like a lot of people you get like four great shirts and what are you gonna get a
0: fifth no <laughs> yeah, that's not
1: that's not loyalty
0: it's no, not the type of I loyalty I like V-nex to exhibit and thought no one would notice and people immediately like oh you changed your outfit huh changed the whole yeah the no, v-necks are that's a choice how many, Kyle? Do you think people? Because uh,
1: I see you in a lot of plaid shirts. Do people just think you wear the same plaid shirt over and over again? They
0: wouldn't be entirely wrong. <laughs> the idea is like, as a really tall dude, like the the plaid western shirt fits, and so once you figure it out, you're like, well, let me just buy all of them then. Sure. I remember I wore
1: one like plaid uh, shirt one time like five years ago, and, and a girl on an improv team that I was at at the, uh, that I was on at the time was like. She just looked at it and went, guys always look good in those. And I was like, well, this is all I'll be wearing. That's all I need. Yeah. Just based on a whim that she yep. had. Precisely, she could have said anything. She could I have like been like, "Guys always look. Guys always look good in like ponchos." And oh. then I just would have been uh, strictly ponchos. <laughs> that was a great movie. Strictly, strictly ponchos. ponchos. <laughs> it was the it was the Latino version of Strictly Ballroom. <laughs> what oh, that's a weird reference. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna catch that? But, uh, the Lerman heads out there. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> the Lerman heads. <laughs> i didn't even realize it was a pun on lemon heads that's a whole
0: other layer to it
1: that was a genius layer oh the lerman heads the lerman people Dando, boss lerman.
0: in the lerman heads. oh my god that's how you become a professional
1: <laughs> how, how you long be a professional uh when you, know, you can rattle off the lerman pun heads. maker that people get angry at on but Twitter. you you're 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 bi in the sense that you do stand-up and improv um if that's what by means, then yes. I mean, but not not everyone <laughs> not everyone can do both successfully. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think there there's getting to be you know sort of like um, um, uh, trumped up uh, uh, comedy beefs uh, not in the press, notwithstanding. I think there is a lot getting to be a lot more crossover between those two worlds. Certainly more than when I started. Like I started doing. Uh, Upright Citizens Brigade in New York in, like, 2003. And at that time, even though the UCB had gotten pretty big even by that point, um, there was still—the stand-up world seemed like a whole other universe. Well, like if, really if org has anything to say about it, <laughs> I won't admit—I want segregation across all— <laughs> Improv oh. in one place, stand up in another place. People who like wheat separate bread. pantomime drinking fountains in your <laughs> improv shows. <laughs> it's a world where everyone—I call it niche culture. Everyone <laughs> has a very specific. Sorry, that guy. Uh, yeah, he's really trying to like micro segregation, just everywhere. You know? Artisan segregation. Ar- artisanal segregation. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part that gets left behind in the slow food movement. Um, Michael so Pollan, get on it. How, how, where did you, where did you, where did you start? I'm from, uh, I'm from Arizona originally. And Which part? Phoenix. Oh, I've been to Phoenix many times. Yeah, it's a, it's a place. Um, <laughs> no, I, I do like it. I mean, it's, it, it um, it has like a kind of a cool little like downtown art scene and stuff. Now it's, it's Some getting, great it's getting bands. pretty cool. Yeah, great bands uh, for sure come out of uh have come out of Arizona. The Gin Blossoms, Andrew Jackson Jihad. Till I
0: hear it from you.
1: I always consider myself a huge Gin Blossoms fan. Never heard that song until two what? weeks ago. What? I think it was what? on the Empire Records. I know, soundtrack. but I never got into Empire Records. That was a big like oversight in my teenage uh, nerddom. Yeah. But you look like you s- could have been in Empire Records. I know, but I, I while well, I was living it, I didn't need to to watch it. Yeah. Did I mean, you fucking, get, high fucking, and get li- eaten by Empire Gwar? Records. I live that shit. I'm on the <laughs> <laughs> roof having a concert. He's really mad about Empire <laughs> records still. <laughs> after all these years. Let it go. No! You let it go! Yeah, so, I did. So, Damn that man! Man, some of us are still fighting airheads. <laughs> <laughs> that movie didn't end for me. I'm still in that radio station in my no? mind. Okay. Okay, wait, With wait, wait. Ernie so,
0: Hudson yes. still. Are you the same guy that runs
1: Sepadique.org? <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you saying I only have one accent? <laughs> the, the trends more and less into <laughs> Prospector is a little bit more of a list. <laughs> I'm from Texas. Hello, I'm from Phoenix. Hello, greetings from Portland. We don't even have an accent. That's uh, uh, the one flaw. Not really a flaw. It's part of its charm, actually. But in the movie Raising Arizona, they make us have Western accents, which we don't. Well, they made... uh, (laughs) I think that may have just been a... No, I guess that's true. Yeah, everyone did have an accent in in Arizona. Oh, and it's it's it's. Our, it my name it, ain't Nathan Arizona. It makes it better. I'm glad that that is so, rather than just the non accent that we actually have in Arizona, because everyone from Arizona is pretty much from somewhere else. Well, that is a, a pretty much a perfect movie. So I guess it is. Everyone should now. They got yodas accent. and shit on yodas and shit. Watched <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend. I just watched Would you, you buy furniture from, from a place called Unpainted Huff Hines? <laughs> i fucking love that guy that guy's dead too i know like pretty soon after he filmed that i think right i yeah i think he died in the 90s Mm -hmm. i I, you know i shouldn't say i don't know he's not been alive for a long time right and it's sad it was because he was everyone in that movie so we don't have an accent uh i grew up accentless which was tough um but what are you gonna do move to new york to go to school um, and that is where I met um, uh, the guys that ended up being in my comedy group, Derek, which is like Donald Glover, who yep. people would know from Community. Yep. Uh, Dominic Durkis, Dan Ekman, Maggie McFadden. And then uh, we sort of split off from this larger uh, group, uh, this larger um, comedy group uh, called uh, Hammer Cats, which was like an NYU club. And uh, there was a fun Hammercats related thing that happened uh, over the weekend, which was that um, my girlfriend showed me that Kathleen to Jimmy, Kathleen to Jimmy, Kathleen to, Ka- Jimmy? to Jimmy, had tweeted because uh, Dennis Quaid's kid is in that group now, is in my college sketch group that still continues to oh, this shit. day because he's at NYU. And Kath, <laughs> Kathleen to Jimmy tweeted, uh, man, loved so and so Quaid in uh, Hammer Something Improv at NYU. And I just love that my, my old college sketch group is still out there having a quade in it and having its name uh,
0: mispronounced. Have, everything which should it often have a Quaid did. in
1: it. Every- Put a Quaid in it. Put a Quaid in it.
0: <laughs> Put
1: a Quaid on it. Put a Quaid on it. Hey, do you have uh, a. Uh, <laughs> the last part of that sketch makes a lot more sense when Randy Quaid comes bumbling in and everyone's like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> is he still uh, at large or have they surrendered? I I, th- I don't know actually. I just know that there was some sort of a fugitive scenario. Yeah, wasn't if, 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 the, if the Quaid? if the listeners were not up on this, yeah, you guys should definitely go on Wikipedia and read all about Randy Quaid's like um, paranoid road movie that he had like a year or two ago with oh, his I want up. to say his wife, and they were on the run. I think they fled to Canada. They they, they, fucked they owed, up a
0: hotel or yeah, something. Yeah, they fucked
1: up a ton of a uh, hotel. So they had this huge hotel bill that they were on the run from, and they um they he was publishing like manifestos and stuff about how there were these people called the star killers which was like a secret society that was hunting celebrities and he he alone was going to expose Are them Are
0: we sure this isn't just a weird like social media promo for a new vacation movie
1: Um no we're not but we're never sure of that, and we never can be. We have to be vigilant as a nation against viral marketing for new vacation movies. Okay, here's... uh, This week's Quaid report is brought to you by... (laughs) Quaid, on the march! (laughs) Take that, Mr. Hitler! I don't know why they're always telling Mr. Hitler to take that. Um, Dennis is looking sharp! (laughs) (laughs) Hello, goofus and gallant! (laughs) Uh, Okay, legal history on his Wikipedia page. Brokeback Mountain lawsuit. On March 23rd, 2006, Quaid, who played Joe uh, uh, in Brokeback Mountain, filed the lawsuit against Focus Features, Delmar Productions, blah, 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 uh, alleging that they intentionally and and negligently misrepresented Brokeback Mountain as a low-budget art house film with no prospect of making any money in order to secure Quaid's professional acting services at below market rates. The film grossed $160 million, Uh, sought $10 million in punitive damages, Quaid dropped the lawsuit. Uh, he decided to drop the lawsuit after Focus Features agreed to pay him a bonus. Focus Features denies making a settlement. Okay, so that was that legal thing. Alleged failure to pay hotel bill on September, September 24th, 2009. Just got A&E in here. Real Qua- <laughs> Real life. Quaid and his wife were arrested in Texas for allegedly defrauding an innkeeper, burglary, and conspiracy in California. Defrauding an <laughs> innkeeper is such a is such a renaissance crime. You can defraud any other type of Not an innkeeper. person, but an innkeeper. They got a pretty tight guild. There are a lot of the they'll, inns. They'll send a mercenary after you There are there's an <laughs> underground artery system that connects all of the inns mm-hmm. in America. Yeah, there's a lot of boot blacks down there. There's a <laughs> that's right. Uh, the arrest stemmed from an earlier incident at which the Quades had allegedly left a Santa Barbara, California hotel with a balance due of approximately $10,000. The two were released on bail later that evening. Uh, Evie Quaid provided a handwritten statement to the celebrity news site TMZ after the arrest claiming the bill had been paid. A copy of a cashier's check for $5, $5,546.96 dated September 22nd accompanied the note. They made arrangements, blah, 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 appear in courts. Was, uh, all right, she got probation. They had to serve a bunch of community service. Yeah. I swear I'm not exaggerating the part where they were in Canada and he was issuing missives about the star killers though. That really happened. Well, there's there's more. <laughs> Alleged illegal occupancy. In September of 2010, they faced burglary charges for living in a guest house without permission of the owner. Ooh, they were squatters. Well, I think they just thought that uh, Christmas vacation was a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's, that they were just allowed to go do those things They were declaring Quaid's rights
0: We don't know that Christmas uh, Vacation wasn't a documentary I guess that's true like, I feel like everybody probably pretty tight-lipped on The fact that Boy, they just filmed it Can you imagine Chevy and Randy Quaid in the same
1: city block yeah. Alone the same movie uh, I heard Stanley Kubrick faked Christmas Vacation <laughs> no, The whole thing <laughs> mm.
0: Two two I mean, years to shoot that movie Barry Lyndon.
1: <laughs> 200 takes per scene In Christmas Vacation. All lit by candlelight. Everything. The squirrel, uh, who was originally played by Bruno Kirby. May he rest in peace. Uh, Application for Canadian refugee status. They sought protection under the Canadian Immigration and Refugee Protection Act. Uh, Oh, here we go. They've since applied for refugee status on the grounds that they fear for their lives in the United States, claiming that numerous actors have died under mysterious circumstances committed by the, quote-unquote, Hollywood Star Whackers. I'm sorry, Star Wackers. Star Wackers. So much better. They were were granted bail on the condition's $10,000 bond, pending further immigration and refugee board of Canada hearings. However, due to their inability to deposit the required bond with the court for several days, they remained in custody of the Canadian Border Service agencies. They were released. um, Yeah. Between Canada freeing those hostages in Argo and taking (laughs) the Quades into their bosom, Oh, here we go. As a result, if Quaid and his wife re-enter the United States, they will be arrested. In January 2013, Canadian immigration officials denied Randy Quaid's request for permanent resident status in Canada, while still leaving open the option to challenge a decision in federal court. So, I, who knows? Hashtag free Quaid's, free Quaid's.
0: So we're not going to get that SNL. People think I'm trying to
1: give away Quaaludes. Open your mind, Mr. Quaid. <laughs> Maybe he thought Coatto should be his attorney. Maybe he was. <laughs> Maybe that would be a great show. Defending the Quades. And we could shoot it in Canada. It'd be so much cheaper. Oh, yeah. To shoot it up there. But I don't know if he has a work visa. That's a weird... It's almost like his life is like the terminal. (laughs) In a way where he's he's sort of trapped in this in-between... The Star Do you think that was something he came up with just to try to get refugee status? Uh, oh, or do that's you think really he it? It's, I don't know. It kind of ha- doesn't it have a Randy Quaidness to it that you can kind of almost believe it in a weird way. Now I want someone to investigate this secret society of Star Starwackers is a, a whole different website, it sounds like. <laughs> um, it sounds like the reverse of Mr. Skin. It's like where celebrities can find out where there are like normal people that are new, just like regular people. <laughs> Stars come here to, to jerk off to, to normal people.
0: That's the kind of like celebrity power I wish were real, that they could have that kind of internet just to find naked Their things. own celebrity website? If you go to anything dot com dot celebrity
1: that's the celebrity version <laughs> the of that industry. website the entertainment industry it never you never have to buffer anything the entertainment, entertainment industry that gl- MySpace glitter animation <laughs> the entertainment industry is not remotely organized enough to have to get their a star own whacking going. facility no. or an intranet of types with just a star in whacking facility there's nothing like that if you've even been on one production it almost <laughs> falls apart every time there's no way that they could be assassinating yeah that's people. why I, I don't believe a lot of conspiracy theories because I feel like it, it's it's so hard to get anything to get, it's hard to get a brunch together, right? Much less covering up like Roswell, <laughs> or that a guy created the universe. Anyway, um, whoa! Wait, what? What just happened, Chris? That's messed up. I'm in Opus Day. <laughs> Okay, that is like offensive that. to me. Oh my god, oh my god, the put out teenager Opus Day. I am so uh, not Mom, cool. Mom, I'm Opus Day now, okay? I can't go to the family reunion. I have to self flagellate. <sighs> Mom, I don't need you flagellating me, I will do that myself. God. <sighs> I mean, thank you, God. <laughs> Dad, I'm trying to hide evidence of Jesus's parentage. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) Dad. Son, I need you to take the trash out, please. (laughs) No. I haven't seen the Da Vinci Code, so I I ran out of references. (laughs) Opus Day teenager. Too busy to take out the trash. trash. We can get that going. Opus Day teens. Opus opus Day teens. (laughs) (laughs) That could be on ABC Family. Opus Day babies. (laughs) Opus babies. I'm going to make this work. Opus oh, Davies, we
0: make our dreams come true. Opus <laughs> Davies, oh, we have weird views on the Jews. <laughs> that's where improv skills I, I come in. I don't even
1: know that Opus Day has weird views on the juice. I'm sure they do. It doesn't matter because it rhymes. And that's all I was trying to say before rhymes when you were rapping truth. earlier. They yeah. are. If you can rhyme something, it makes it, it instantly makes it true.
0: more true for me and you the killing fields that will be the comments on this episode oh (laughs) Oh, yeah this is vein is rich and deep I started it
1: by basically being like man internet commenters are mean and then I proceed to just essentially troll (laughs) every potentially offended group in the world this is going to turn into like a fucking civil war (laughs) reenactment battle scene (laughs) Yeah, Chris. No big deal. Just here to pro- promote my young adult book. If we could call down several potential lawsuits I like for defamation, that would be comments. Great. Like,
0: like, oh, I can't wait to read that book. Yeah.
1: So, uh, your book. Oh yeah. So, the, uh, <laughs> on that note, Opus Day Walker. Opus, nice. He what? has all of their strengths and none of their none of their prayers prayers and weaknesses. Um, but you did you did write a book and 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 uh, yes, I did. And so, talk a little bit about.
0: Is it too late for Opus Day in the time?
1: No, it's never too late for Opus stay in the Times. Kyle Clark, you win. Oh, my desert love. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Go Jonas, we stay we in we the UK, baby. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think I wanna clip. pray to ya, pray to ya. Ice cream Vatican's in the summertime. <laughs> oh my God, you just referenced Ice Cream Castles. <laughs> Which is pretty much the greatest song of all That is a great song. It's a really good song. That was, you know, uh, the, those guys were all around, and I don't know if I it's fair to necessarily credit him, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. There was that Prince aesthetic that happened right. all at that, you know, mm-hmm. that mid-80s time, Morris Day in the time, but they were so fucking good. Yeah, it was almost like a weird, like, fantastical period of R&B, if that makes any sense. You had Prince wearing a lot of, like, weird purple stuff, riding around on motorcycles, weird guitars and things. But it had More Stay in the time. It was like a weird... And it, it there there was a there was certainly an R and B element to it, but there was like a weird rock element sure, to rock it as well. Punk. It was the whole nexus of all that awesome stuff that sort of doesn't maybe oh, doesn't really exist Morris anymore. Morris Day and the Time, yep. Is Opus Morris Day, Day, Day still alive? He must be. I think be. so. I think so. I think they were. They had a cameo in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, they did. I think the movie ends and they're at a Morris Day in the Time concert. So however That's, you feel about Kevin Smith, you have to give him credit for like in, it, in like the year like 2000. What do I people. have to do to convince Stephen Moffat to start a Doctor Who episode at a Morris
0: Day in the Time concert? <laughs> I feel like that would work pretty good. I just would was, probably not much. <laughs> is it Under the Cherry Moon or the one after that where Morris Day plays the like heavy thug guy in it? He wasn't in Purple Rain. I'm he's not in sure. no. He's in Purple Rain, but then like the movie Prince directed under the cherry under the moon, cherry moon. I think it's at about what Rainbow t- Bridge. That's what it is, where he plays like the thug gangster street he's guy. These let me in Purple
1: in Rain it. under the cherry moon Rainbow Bridge. If you told me these were all Led Zeppelin songs about Lord of the Rings, I would believe you. Sure. I think it would just be like a doll collection, like Rainbow Bright. Hi guys! Under the cherry moon. Oh, that's adorable. The rain is purple. But it said, it's all these dirty <laughs> albums about fucking. My bridge is my bridge is rainbow. Actually, no, it does sound dirty. You're right. It does. It sounds. Super it, d- dirty. it does sound a little bit dirty. So yeah. So fucking. Oh, you know, <laughs> Rainbow Bridge could have been a could, could have been Prince's long overdue movie about mm-hmm. Odin. And <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't. He just he lied. He
0: totally I missed think an that opportunity. Prince knows
1: Odin too well, and he didn't want to exploit their relationship that way. Wouldn't it not surprise you if Prince spent most of his time hanging out with like the Norse canon? I would, would say be
0: that you go to the Norse world and they're all dressed like Prince people. Makes tons and of sense. This is He's for, one this of them.
1: Time. The, the same way that we got Diana Prince from the amazons we would get prince it. oh weird prince oh my god you guys he's he male open, he's Chris male Osanic. wonder woman it wide open. We have created i don't know why they wouldn't call him wonder theory. man
0: he's just male, male wonder woman, wonder
1: woman. <laughs> because calling him wonder man would be heteronormative or not <laughs> heteronormative it would be something
0: well, a male Wonder Woman Wonder, like, Wonder
1: Man was also on the... Uh, Smigel did... Uh, it, that was on TV Funhouse. The, oh, yeah? I never the saw Comedy Central. One. Look I mean, it up TV on Funhouse YouTube. It's fucking movie. hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's basically... this. It looks like the old Fleischer Superman cartoons. Sure. And it's, Wonder Man! You know, fighting rights! Uh, whether they wrong? And also to get his alter ego laid! <laughs> and so this guy basically... <laughs> The Wonder Man in his alter ego meets that woman. Sure, 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 sure. He's like, oh, are you seeing anyone? Why do you ask? Oh, just making conversation. And she gives the boyfriend's name and he flies into the guy's apartment. He's like, is your name Jake Nelson? It sure is. And then he fucking throws the guy into space (laughs) and sends the girl a telegram. Had to leave for Europe. Never coming back. Stop. And the last shot is him. Anyway, you should. Wonder Man is hilarious. Yeah. You would still have to do a little bit of legwork if you were a superhero. You couldn't just go around disappearing people. You would have to send a telegram. Yeah. That makes sense. And bringing it all back around to telegrams, <laughs> telegrams and telegraphs. And so, is your book about the telegraph industry? No, not okay. at all. It's okay. a young adult <laughs> comic fantasy adventure. Um, I do love the which plot. Which is weird, to your book, by the way. What's that?
0: I do love the plot. Like, the, oh, the, thank you very the, much. The byline to it. Oh, hilarious. thanks, man.
1: Um, yeah, the, the book. Which is, called, is the book is called uh, Crap Kingdom, and uh, it is a comedic fantasy adventure about a kid. Teenage boy who loves, like, Harry Potter. He loves Chronicles of Narnia. He loves anything where there's, like, a kid that finds out that he's the chosen one in, like, a magical fantasy realm. And then that actually happens to him. He becomes the chosen one in a magical fantasy realm. But then it turns out that the magical fantasy realm that he is the chosen one in is really, really crappy. <laughs> so it's not... No, you, you get there through, uh, yeah, you get there through, like, a um, like a Goodwill donation box and like, a Kmart parking lot. And it's mostly just made of, like, trash from Earth. <laughs> And he's just like, I don't think I wanna do this. This actually I I I don't think I, I don't think I want this. So he like turns he turns down his destiny and then he's like, Wait, that was my destiny, what am I doing? I gotta go back. So he goes back and they're like, Hey, we already have a new chosen one. Meet meet our chosen one. It's your it's your best friend. <laughs> And he's like, shit, man. <laughs> Except he doesn't say shit, man, because it's a, 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 a young adult book. book. Yeah, exactly. Although I've been told uh, in, in no uncertain terms by many fans of the young adult genre that you can swear in young adult books. I had no idea when I was writing one. I was trying very hard not to just, like, lace it with, with profanity. But, well, uh, I think you can say, like, shit and stuff, but I can't. Yeah, it's like I a don't, PG-13 yeah, I don't 13 think, movie, I don't, I, I don't think You're you can not be not like, I just, <laughs> want to
0: get all up in that <laughs> pussy in this <laughs> right, young yeah. adult no fantasy. vaginal insertion.
1: For reasons that aren't worth going into right now, I saw Jack the Giant Slayer this weekend, and I'm pretty sure at the end one of the giants says, fuck which seems weird you get really one, yeah. in a PG-13. You get one you get one I think it's a PG13 movie yeah. and I guess they were just like well if we get one we better have so like at the end one of the Giants one of the one of the Giants has a like a, an, uh, a second head and the second head is like mentally challenged in a way that they never really exploit for laughs, because I feel like they're like, well, that would be weird, but they also don't do anything else with, so it's just there, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's disturbing. Um, and then, yeah, at the end, uh, I mean, I, I guess, spoiler alert, but I don't think anyone cares. Um, <laughs> it just goes, uh, the, 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 the head giant's about to explode, and its second mentally challenged head just
0: goes, fuck! <laughs> and it's so weird. I like that, that Although I would spoiler love it if that alert, become a the meme. giant gets slayed, possibly oh. by Jack. Oh man! I, <laughs> I thought it was an ironic that. title. He <laughs> means he's
1: a really good comedian and he slays the giants with comedy. Uh, yeah. So, spoiler alert, Star Wars. There's um, some wars among the stars. <laughs> Son of a <laughs> man! Can we talk for a second sure. about? I, uh, I I moderated the Walking Dead panel at PaleyFest the other night, and they're talking, and and it comes up something that happened earlier on in the season, mm. like a really big thing that happened, and someone in the audience is like, oh. Spoiler, And I was like, you're in a Walking Dead panel. Right. People have gone fucking mental with the spoiler bullshit. Right. Yeah. It's so over. It's so, just fucking get over it. I just want to be in church and be like, on the third day, Jesus rose.
0: Spoiler, spoiler alert! <laughs> I'm not finished with the Bible yet.
1: I'm the Opus Day walker. I know. <laughs> God. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, if you're at, you would assume that that would be the epicenter of like Walking Dead fandom. So everyone would be at the very least current with the Caught show. Caught up. And it wasn't. And you're saying it wasn't even like something from like right, like the night before. It was. From it was like from several like four or ago. five months ago. Right. Yeah. That should be. What are they supposed to talk about if not the things know. that happened on the show? I am tired of people. Listen. If you're too busy that's fine if you work too much and you don't have time to watch things that's fine but please stop expecting the rest of the world to conform to uh, I like your they habits still
0: bought a ticket and went to this event yes going like well i hope they don't ruin it for everyone by talking about the show we all came for they're only going to talk about season one right from two seasons those, ago, those six episodes that ran several years ago, like that's. Or what we're no, at, you know right? what they
1: should do? They should do several panels, uh, one each for people that are at different stages of the show. I see one separate, panel, separate but
0: equal panel. panels. <laughs> <laughs> now that show, Mike can get behind. <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> it's a different accent every time. It's a different. <laughs> <accent>. Spoiler alert! <laughs> no, I've joined the movement. This is a new guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's aware that there's a. <laughs> With yeah. the internet, you can't assume that people don't know things, except spoilers. Goddamn spoilers. So, uh, so Crap
1: Kingdom's out. Yeah, uh, Crap Kingdom, well, when is this air? Um, when does your book come out? My book comes out on Mar- uh, Comes out on Thursday. Comes out on Thursday? Yes. Is it okay, go so it'll, it'll, come it'll come out after Thursday. It'll come out after Thursday? Yes, the book will be available. Okay, great. Um, because all things being equal, if it would come out before Thursday, I'm trying to get people to pre-order it, so that would be fine too. I don't know if that if that Ooh. that's impossible. Okay, because then because let's not do it. this week, then I love it. This is one of those weeks where every, spoiler alert: every episode <laughs> had someone who was like, "I can do the podcast, but it has to go up this week." Right, right, I'm right, like, right. Okay. Oh, that's fine. I yeah. just wanted you to took know, your so your sweet I apologize. time
0: getting our podcast. I to do know. This show. I, I <laughs> do know that Kyle, <laughs> you're talking Kyle, too much. Sorry.
1: Um, <laughs> I can just shut him down. <laughs> oh, he did. He sort of backed away
0: from the mic a little bit. Oh, little buddy. You're being so funny. I'm sorry you talk Focus too much. On promoting. No. <laughs> um, uh,
1: but the uh uh it was just happened to be one of those one of those weeks. And it, but I also do know that it's so that first week a book is out is so important. Right. Because they say the the, the publisher basically that's that's kind of how they treat you based on how that first week. like you know, people buy books after the first week, too right. well, yeah, it's it 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 is the. It's like the dilemma of putting anything out in the world now is is kind of exactly what you're talking about with the the with like the Walking Dead, where it's like there's that dude being like, oh, "I haven't seen the whole thing yet. I've been pretty busy. What writing my Walking Dead blog or whatever he, he's doing." I'll tell you what, um, if there's any way that I can get this out before Thursday, I will I will do that because I do know how important it is. But I, I'll 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 have to check if I can okay. shift some people around if they're cool. With that. Um, I'm trying to think then because because there, there's like a pre order offer that I'm doing, so I'm trying to think if I should talk about that in in. In case of you release it before Thursday or not. Well, let's let's solve it this way. Okay. Let's solve it this way. If you're listening to this podcast yes. before March seventh. Thursday, March seventh, that this wonderful pre-order offer. Yes. Which is Which is the following. If you go to CrapKingdom.com and you pre order the book and you follow the simple instructions therein, I will write your name into a custom rap song I will then perform on YouTube. I've already done it for two hundred people, uh, and they are very excited and Jesus happy about Christ, it. dude. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I I do like 50 names per uh, rap song. It's really fun. I put it up on YouTube. I email you when it goes up. You can share it with your friends and you can be immortalized forever in the hallowed halls of of rap. I think it'd be funny if you had said, don't share it with your friends. Don't share it with your friends. Keep it to yourself. I I, I share very personal secrets about myself. This is just you. I tell everyone what my real sexuality is and (laughs) hint, it isn't the three normal ones. YouTube means it's just for you. You, YouTube means it's just for you. (laughs) Why would you share... My Gangnam Style video that I made for you—that's that's Psy being mad at like one person. I made that I made that Harlem Shake video for you. Why would you share it with other people? It's called YouTube, not Everyone Tube, Daniel. It's not <laughs> God. Uh, just trying to fucking suffer for the Lord. I feel uh, I, I like pretty bummed that the Harlem Shake is a thing now because there was a while where I I, I was pretty cool because I had met Psy, but that's not cool anymore. That's that's gone by the wayside. It you actually, know, now you're automatically not cool. I'm, I know, right? So I can't tell anyone that I've met. It's so hard. You know, like, it's it's not his fault that the thing became a billion view video. No. And then And but then people just, it gets so popular that people just can't take it anymore. Well, but I think also it's 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 fine for, I think that Sai is like the perfect storm of that kind of thing, that he will probably have the perfect, st- stick the perfect landing with it, because he was already a huge star in, right. in uh... Korea, yeah, great. Um, and uh,
0: already hated America. <laughs> I'm
1: bringing up that, that controversy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think that the, the sense that I got is he was just like, "Hey, I'm randomly famous in America, sweet." And when I go back home, I'll just be considered a hero, and I have all this extra money from when I was popular for six months. Yes, um, they did a follow up song to Gangnam Style I that did? was follow- from the from a girl's point of view. It was the female, like basically Korean Jersey Shore. Okay. Um, which obviously got a fuck ton of views as well, right? Not as funny, mm. uh, because the video was really just in a studio. Less okay. horsey dancing, less horsey dancing. Yeah, it's got to be about the horsey dancing. It really does. You um, gotta have it some sort of dance. Craze so you, you know, know as, you a, as a performer, sure, as a performer, do you? That's an interesting topic. Is is I don't I don't think most performers think of success as having a ceiling. Like, well, I don't want to get too too. You know. Is, do you not care about any of that or do you feel like, oh, fuck, I would love to have a video that had a billion views? Well, well, it's funny that we started out talking about like um, random people being mean to you on the Internet. Right. Because I am in this sort of I, I guess it's like a weird privileged like pocket where a lot of people know about me, but it's not a ton of people. It's but it's a lot. But all of the people that know about me, for the most part, like me me and Mm -hmm. like what i do like that's why they know about me is because they like what i do whereas i feel like when you achieve like i guess what i consider in my head to be a, a more real level of fame you're then exposed to tons and tons and tons of people some of which will like you and a lot of which will just be like no not that and like i um i like clicked on one of like lena dunham's tweets today it's just a totally normal innocuous thing and just the torrent of internet hatred that was being thrown her way was just then just and just like pure just like snark for no reason and 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 for nothing um was just really crazy to me and so I, I am trying really hard to make this book a success I, I I feel like you get very few opportunities in your career to sort of like muster all of the things that you've done and put them towards one purpose which for me is getting people to to buy and enjoy this book um, and I hope it sort of takes me to whatever that that next level is but I am trying to also enjoy this current uh, place that I'm in where it's like not that many people know about me but the people that know about me for the most part they they like me well that whenever you sense. whenever you start anything new, it's sort of like you're shaking the tree. Like when Talking Dead started, Right, it was, you know, a bunch of really nice things and then a bunch of really, fuck you, you're the worst person in the world. And then the, and then the longer you do it, the people who hate you just sort of fall off the tree. Right. And so then it's it's a little less frequent. The same thing we have with Web Soup, or when I started right. at G4, or, you know. Well, even even singled out because there was uh, we had the internet then, right? Uh, and so it was, you know, over time, it's just it's the fact it's when you start a new thing, right? And I think you know, Girls is a show that is now just kind of exploded into the pop cultural yeah, huge. consciousness, and so you know, if that shows on for. Three or four, three more seasons. By that time, I think a lot of the a lot of that shit will have shaken loose because those people will just right. start going and hating on and something. And I think else. it is a, a larger scale version of what I was describing earlier of people going like, uh, "Don't try to make me like that because if I liked it, I would already like it." And I don't also. <laughs> I get well. I guess maybe it's good that I don't have this point of view, but. You know, someone said to me like, no, that just means you're more successful because there's more of every there's more hatred. That, and I'm like, that is the hip hop yeah, point of view really on, the, hard on the subject. To, yeah, to internalize it that way. Right. I feel like you see a lot of tweets from rappers. It's like, man, the more haters, you if you don't have haters, that just means you're not doing anything right or something like that. Or you're not big enough or whatever. Um, and it's like, I guess that makes sense. But, you know, that's probably easier to feel like when you're in a hot tub in Monaco <laughs> than when you're in front of your computer in L.A. On- <laughs> At 3 p.m. on a Tuesday, just trying to make it happen, <laughs> trying to put a lot of free comedy and things out there for people to enjoy. And there's a guy that's like, uh, no, thanks.
0: I don't like free funny things. Yeah, Exactly. Can I ask a question? Sure. Because you sort of came right at sort of the start of YouTube. Like Derek was yeah. one of those first things really really took from that. Have you watched the evolution of like how people consume YouTube change since you've started? Oh, for sure. Well,
1: well sort of the name of our group was Derek Comedy. And the reason it was that is because that was when I went and signed us up for YouTube, which I had just found out about because Lazy Sunday, that SNL video, had gotten really big on uh, YouTube. What year was this? Oh, six? This would have been like 2005. Okay. Um. I... Uh, I when I went and put in our username, the reason I made it Derek Comedy because the name of our group was already Derek was because there I didn't I wanted to make sure that people knew that it was comedy. It was almost this weird thing of like. almost like the the old west or something like that or like when when there were first like movies and there was like a great train robbery thing with like a train coming at the screen and people would jump out of the way like I think YouTube at that point people didn't know exactly what it was and the only real architect of internet videos was the, with the eternal dudes falling off of things or mm-hmm. kittens just, saw, just calling something Derek also has incredibly poor search engine optimization <laughs> it really does <laughs> uh, which is why it was funny like when we first started the group um we, we had this lawyer and she was like you guys will re- regret calling it Derek within mm, six months, and we're like, okay, and then we did within six months, because (laughs) the whole reason that we named it that was because all of our names of everyone in the group, with the exception of of Maggie, our producer, had were uh, were D names, and so we're like, that'll be, we'll call it Derek, that's another D name, Um, and then that just made it incredibly... uh, first of all, confusing because people be like which one of you guys is Derek, and then a little bit race baiting because they would mostly, if they didn't ask who was Derek, they would just assume that Donald was Derek because I guess they felt like Derek was like a black name or something. Like, really, dude, Derek and your comedy guys, sweet. They, oh, absolutely, all the time. I think it's the same thing as like Udi. Sure. Like if there's a name in the thing, just assume it's the black guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Poor um, Darius
1: Rucker, another D name. You're right. Holy shit. Oh, oh my god, comedy. is Donald <laughs> Darius Rucker? <laughs> I'm gonna, I need to call him after this. <laughs> This is going to be this is a really disturbing revelation that we're making right now. Well, you know, because uh, because you know, with Ga- Childish Gambino, mm-hmm. that allows him to explore more uh, hip hop themes. Right. And and he when Donald plays the character of Darius Rucker, he can explore more country themes. He
0: can explore really wanting to be I, with you. I wrote yeah. for this uh, and holding this, your hand.
1: I wrote for this country music <laughs> award show uh, several years ago, and there the network that we were doing it for is like a country music network, and they would persistently. All of the people that I was working for, this production company, L.A., would be like, can we get a little more diversity in here? This show's a little white. I mean, I know it's a country music show, but can we get up? Well, then they would be like, we can call Darius. We got Darius. <laughs> Darius, we'll get him. We, we got Darius. Is Charlie like, that Price was their still answer still alive? For everything. Their answer <laughs> for, for everything was They're like... They're diversifying as yeah. one guy. Yo, we, yeah, we can put Toby Keith in blackface. What you need? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> what
0: what are we way, talking here? The, my name and my new speed metal band.
1: <laughs> Toby Keith in <and> blackface? <laughs> but yeah i mean it 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 has been definitely uh different i think back in the there were there used to be less stuff on youtube so you would get more people just wandering across something and being like fake which we used to get a lot. Like we would get people <laughs> that would watch our videos, which are comedy, filmed comedy pieces, and I, I think very well filmed, especially for the time. And their response would literally be like, "This is fake. This is fake." And it's like, "Yeah, it's fake. It's They're a, totally
0: shooting coverage, man. It's a fictional
1: thing." Like there was there was one that we had that was featured on YouTube, so that obviously brought in a lot of like um, of of people that wouldn't watch our stuff normally. And it took place in a convenience store, but it was very clearly like shot and edited, and it wasn't like it was from a security camera point of view or anything like that. And the first comment was like fake. and it's like it's yes, it's fi- it's it's a fictional <laughs> but that thing. Might You're not, have not been, one over. That might have been a troll, troll, like someone, sure. you know, maybe like people who troll by pretending to be stupid trolls, sure, just because they sure. want to stir up. That it's could like be. it's like photoshopped. Like <laughs> uh, all right. Pixar didn't happen, right? Which is true. Yeah, well, I, I agree with that. Yeah, um, that nothing before photography happened. The first day of the world was the first day that yeah photos happened. I mean, yeah. that was the basically the founding principle of the simulation in the Matrix was Pixar. It didn't happen. Everything had to be simulated and recorded. Right. That was just that. That was the machines saying Pixar. It didn't happen. Whoa. What the fuck? You screw me up, man. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Um, I don't. I sincerely am trying to figure that out, and I don't. It's, it's too much for me. I don't think it makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I don't think that concept that I just said makes a lick of sense. <laughs> I was really trying. It's just no. I started talking, and I was like, "I'm gonna complete this of That scene in the first Matrix with Joe Pantoliano in the restaurant, where he's talking about why he's like betraying. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. uh <laughs> hey! and Trinity and Neo and the gang, and there's one. So there's the the version we know, right? And there's another where he's like, I don't know. Pixar, it didn't happen. <laughs> yes. I had Pixar- a tweet a couple weeks ago about Pixar, it didn't happen, which was a 13-year-old uh, founding an animation company.
0: <laughs> Pixar
1: didn't happen. I was pretty proud of myself. It happen. So Derek, you guys, yeah. YouTube, you're one of the early some yeah. YouTube success stories. Um, yeah, I mean, we, 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 st- we started getting a following because we had this one video called Bro Rape that got a lot of, of attention. And then after that, people were sort of waiting for us to put out new stuff. Um, and, and, and to toot our own horn, I think we never really tried to be a youtube group if that makes any sense like there were a lot of people who made their living off of youtube which was pretty cool that you could do that after a while but they would do a lot of stuff like oh we're going to collaborate with other youtube uh, sensations so it's like hey now we have this guy that plays keyboards I'm in his bedroom f- I'm, I'm familiar with this <laughs> i'm familiar with Are this you? structure <laughs> I understand. Are you Chris, why is that? <coughs> YouTube.com slash Nerdist. Um, <laughs> um, which, don't get me wrong, no, no, totally, I, I totally, uh, totally fine, uh, and, like, and, and, and that's definitely something that if I were to sit down to d- today and go, okay, I want to make... A living off of YouTube That's absolutely something I would do Because it's a great way To cross promote things But we kind of were like We just want these To be videos That exist And if they have to exist On YouTube And that's the best way To get them seen Then great But we're not Investing a lot of time In trying to be like Literally like Viral sensations So we didn't ever make Like a Sarah Palin video Or Mm -hmm. you know We didn't ever make We wouldn't have made A Gangnam Style parody Um, (laughs) Sarah Palin (laughs) Here we go Okay Uh (laughs) Guys He's got something Everyone He's got something It's Sarah Palin and her husband as Mario and Luigi come on guys What's weird that just Shut down the internet. 000 down the internet. <laughs> yeah, just you saying that. Somebody, somebody, without realizing it, tried to like their headphones. They, they,
0: they, tried to,
1: they tried to. They tried to star Twitter fave their own headphones when you said that without even realizing it. Does that happen to you guys? I spend a lot of time on Twitter and I find myself trying. Oh my to god, stalk yes. To fave emails, like if my girlfriend sends me something, it's like, hey, we're gonna have jambalaya tonight. I'm like, oh, pretty sweet. I try to fave it and it doesn't work.
0: I like to passive aggressively fave or like stuff so I don't have to actually respond. And when I get like email. Yep. about something i have to be yep. at and yep. i want to like fave my email right. and i'm like oh i have to respond to this Goddamn right it I, I i do love that kind of fave that's like yep okay great mm-hmm. all right cool great Good awesome. fave. i've seen good, this good, good
1: fave bro good nice fave bro so <laughs> um so yeah so so we didn't do any of that stuff so so I'm, I'm i'm pretty happy with the kind our sort of like little body of like 30 35 sketches that we ended up making over like a three there. four year period um, and then, so instead of like paying ourselves, we ended up self-financing, uh, a movie that we wrote, um, and, uh, with the combination of like money that we'd made doing YouTube stuff and, um, and like some like fr- family and friends, uh, dough, um, that we're very slowly paying back. And we ended up, uh, making this movie mystery team that we shot in New Hampshire, Uh, that the, uh, all five of us wrote the story of, and then myself, Donald and Dominic star in and, and, and wrote. Um, and it went to Sundance in 2009 and then it ended up getting distributed after Sundance. And then we all moved out here to try to like work on the release of it. Um, and we did this weird thing when the movie came out where we, um, Uh, It was was one of those things that like seems like an awesome idea at the time and had some definite flaws in it but like instead of going to immediately like LA or New York or Chicago or wherever like there's a lot of people we went to these like little college towns and we actually opened the movie in like AMC 25, like multiplexes in like college towns. Mm-hmm. And because it was, I, I, I hate to blame it on it because it was before Twitter. It would have been easier if Twitter was more of a thing um, or at least that we were aware of at the time. But we would just get these like three person crowds in like Iowa City, Iowa. And we'd be like, we're here to do the Q&A. We're here with the movie and everything. And then like afterwards, kids would come up to us and be like, instead of being like, "Hey, yeah, you're here. They'd be like, why are you here? (laughs) Like, concerned for us. And we're like, but are you happy that we're here? Like, a little bit, but we're more concerned because nothing ever happens here. Well, but I think, yeah, it's – there's such a difference between people who will just randomly consume something that they've seen on the internet that someone passed to them and then something that you can actually somehow let them know about to then get out of their houses and go and park and go and – Todd uh, is this guy who like founded this company where he like tours with independent films because he's an independent filmmaker. He made a movie and wanted to get it seen. And the best way he could think of to do that was actually tour around colleges with it. And he said this thing that I always remember about when we were about to go on tour. He was like, when you go to these college towns, your main competition is not like, oh, the football game or another movie. Your main competition is people staying in their dorms and eating donuts Mm -hmm. and getting high um and that's so true like i'm sure you've experienced that in the many things that you do like, oh my god Furman and i used to have that all the time we'd go right. to we'd go to these college towns and you you get up at four in the morning and you fly to a hub city and take a smaller plane and drive a hundred miles yeah. and you show up and then you know, you're basically just performing for the security right. folks. There are like eight people in the dorm, and right. it's like they didn't like, oh. And like even the kid that's driving in from the airport's like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna be able to make it to the show. Cause, yeah, uh, I got to get up on my frat brothers tomorrow and build a house for blind kids. But I'm probably not gonna go to that <laughs> either. But that's what I'm saying. I'm doing. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I, you know, it was it was super fun because we, you know, like we are with your friend, and you get yeah. you know you get paid anyway, oh, it and it was yeah. super fun. And it's a good a good experience. But yeah, but but motivating college kids when they are motivating anyone is tough, but college kids in particular. Is, their attention is so dem- is uh, demanded by so many different things. Right. And most of the time, they just don't well, feel it's like, like doing it. It's like, it. I could maybe go to your thing, and I really like you guys, and I really want to come see you, but there's a party where I might get to make out with Shelly. Yeah. Shelly says that if I go there, I might get to make out with her, because she may break up with you know <laughs> Darren. But what you What you need to do is hire Shelly... To come to—that's a great idea. So what you're saying is we business. need to optimize a, um, a, a a loose moraled girl in every college town, or a and guy. Have her show up at your like event. just basically right. get a guy and a girl and make it a makeout party. Okay. But you have to find the uh, the center. It's kind of a Malcolm Gladwell thing. Yes, like there's certain people that are like you know influencers. You need to find They're the mavericks. influencers. You need to find the maverick, the yeah. makeout mavericks. Of yes, that college you town. need the yes, you need the you need the ma- you need the makeout mavens and the makeout makeout mavens. <laughs> the makeout, ma- make-out, make-out salesman. Yes. yes, exactly. And makeout and mavericks
0: is my other band. I'm starting.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! That's more of like an indie pop. Like yeah. tweak yeah, yeah. you know, just Mavericks. like
0: the aggressions and the speed metal. This is more like for my art.
1: <laughs> no, actually, the Makeout Mavericks are my romantics cover band. I'm sorry, that's a that Paul and a Storm that a- bit. That's never not fun to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so like we we ended up doing this thing in this in this one town. We were halfway through the tour; it wasn't going very well, and I was like, at we were at Walmart because that's the only t- uh, store in most towns, so people shouldn't yell at me. And um, I just saw these like. Uh, Uh, foam swords, and I was like, that's it, man. Swords. And we ended up doing this thing where if people came to see the movie, if they came back the next night, we would give them a foam sword, hand-numbered with an inspirational quote written on it, and then we would take their name and email address, and we would put it on the DVD. And then Columbia, Missouri, it actually turned around. Like, we started actually getting crowds because people would come back and, like, bring friends and stuff like that because it made it more of an event than just coming to see the movie. And I sort of took away from that just something about like, not like giving, you want people to consume things on their own terms, right? And consume the things that you make because they're they're good and you like them. But like sometimes now, especially when people's attention is being so competed for, if you can attach an additional narrative to it, i.e. I'll put your name in a custom rap song. People are like, oh, okay, that'll actually, because otherwise, and I find myself doing this too, you go like, oh, I do want to go to that concert, but it's two months from now, whatever, I'll like think about it later, and you t- totally forget, and then it comes and goes, but if you have an incentive for them to do do something about it right then and there, it adds that extra layer of like, oh, I actually am going to buy that, or yeah. go to that thing, or whatever, which, in and, and, and if you have no money to to promote things, which I typically don't, and if you have, um, you know, like, if you're competing with all of those, everything else, which everything is nowadays it like it helps so i've just i've been doing tons of crazy stuff i put up uh, a half hour of stand-up on youtube on sunday when 100 more people pre-ordered my book um uh was I, it uh, all did you just it was it was it was like it, it was my, that's like my like half hour that i've been working on for like a couple years oh you just put yeah on YouTube? i was just like i was kind of like fuck it um Cause a, it'll motivate me to write more things and, 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 and do bits that I'm not tired of anymore. But also I was just like, well, you know, I went out for comedy central, you know, whatever I went out for this, I went out for th- nothing ever panned out with it. And I was like, I could keep working on that half hour or I could just tape it and put it out there to try to get people to buy my book, which is the thing that I care about more That's than, awesome. than all of that stuff. How did it go? Great. The half hour? Yeah. Yeah, good. I mean, people more people bought the book and then I, I put it out and people seem to like it. And then it's also the kind of thing where I'm so tired of I'm not tired of people asking this. I understand why they ask it, but like I do all of these different things and I go on podcasts and I talk about them, but for the most part, people can't see them because I do them in LA or I do them in New York. And like sure. most people don't live in LA or New York. So I'm happy to have something Wait, out there where people are like, I know, it's weird. Where where do they live? Waterworld? I guess there uh, must be some sort of people. Oh. <laughs> Oh yes, they, they must live in the Grand Lake between.
0: <laughs>
1: we know there's a phoenix. Yes, and then that's there's an an a island. right, which I thought was yeah, which I thought was just like a big boat. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but so no, I'm happy to have something online that people can go. Oh, that's you doing something by yourself that is funny, that is outside of, of Derek. Well, you know, I and things. I've 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 always said this about podcasts too. That a comedian's part of a comedian's job, I think, is to figure out how to get your voice into the world as much as right. possible. So people can decide right. if they're going to come see you live or right. if they want to get on board with what you're doing. I think so. And I, I think that like none of the things that I do is they're all different, but they're all like, if you like one of them, like if you like my go watch my up and you like it, you're going to like this book I just wrote. And if you like this book, I just wrote, you're going to like my first book. Probably they all seem to fit into a pretty, you know, sort of large Venn diagram of, of, of nerdy things that people enjoy. Um, I put out a rap mixtape of like 9 songs that I've recorded like a year ago. I've put out I've put out tons of stuff. So hopefully it gets out there and people want to actually like go over the hump and actually like purchase the book. Where's really the like best that. place for people to crapkingdom.com C-R-A-P-Kingdom.com and it has like pre-ordering instructions. And if you are listening to this before Thursday, March 7th, and you go pre-order it, I will write your name into a custom rap song. If it's after March 7th, I would still love it if you would buy the book. It's also available for Kindle, for iPad. There's an audiobook of it, but I'm not sure when that comes out. So if you like audiobooks, check for right. that on Audible. So what do you are do you want to turn this into a series or do you think you want to expand um, it into it would be it would be cool too. I think that it um which movie? I that would be great. I would love that. Um uh but um yeah i I would like to like to make it into a series if it seems like people like it enough for my publisher to want to do that that would be pretty neat and also there's just something about the idea of writing a fantasy saga that is super duper appealing to me right now maybe if i actually get to do it in a few years I'm like oh god now i gotta pay off that thing that i set up that i don't know what the answer to it is (laughs) oh i'm starting to have so much more sympathy for damon lindelof (laughs) <laughs> but but um but as of right now, that's something I would absolutely love to do. If people if people buy the book and like it, that would be that would be a blast. Tear it into. Do them. I sound like it's such a craven self promoter? Right not, not at all. No, no. No, it's you know. Listen, man. If you you kind of have to be, you kind of have to be like if because you know you can't rely on other people to tell people about your stuff. You kind of right. have to tell them like this is what I do and yeah and it's not like. You're not doing it for douchey reasons. You're doing it because you care about your work and you want to be able to do more of that work. And that's the kind of the I way so. that, that you I, do that. I think that. that's what I try to communicate along with the self-promotion is a feeling like if you buy this, this thing, then I get paid for it and then I can live and I can do more of it instead of writing for country music television shows. Yeah. Um, I think, think it's also... You're
0: one of those people who does do so many different things that like I feel like with something like this you're like by the way like I, you know me for this and this but like also I write books the thing like oh okay like that's
1: it is something where it's like I do you all those create things that awareness that you'll find out I like all, doing all those things I love doing all those things and I do them for their own reasons but it is what you said where it's like if you find out about me for doing a podcast or for doing stand-up or whatever and then you go like oh he's got a book I'll check it out a lot of people have done that a yeah. lot of people found out about me through Derek and then bought my first book and enjoyed it but it's funny I just remembered an interaction that you and I had one time Kyle at the nerd melt theater where I, I think we were like in the in the meltdown in the comic book store and I was there to do some show or something like that and you're like oh hey man what's up you here to hang out and I was just without thinking about it I just went Kyle when was the last time you saw me hang out
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is true it
1: is few the very little hanging it is
0: a lot of well, like sometimes there's the after things Does right For sure the, oh the, yeah where totally. it's late enough at night that you can't, can't go, go to do something gig. else that's my favorite gig better to have do a with drink with and you, and a by pizza. the way are the ones that are like <laughs> at midnight because like oh I might get to hang with DC after this right well, oh. Kyle Kyle is
1: so nice and so sweet and accommodating Yes, sometimes you can't help but just want to attack him. I know. What is that? It's so, it's, that's terrible. It's oh, terrible you start about DC the nicest people. He's one
0: of the handful of people in LA who's nice to me. What? <laughs> there are more people that are nice to you? No, no, there's plenty. You're a lovely no, man. It's You're it's hilarious. A, it's a running, running caricature of Kyle me we a, on the Kyle does a,
1: a, a pizza shop uh, show yeah. that I did in... What was that? Where was that? Uh, out in Simi Valley. Simi Valley. That was, that
0: was fun. That was a fun Kyle's, show.
1: Kyle's adorable. People got to check out Kyle.
0: Well, I was going to say, by the way, with Nerd Turns, I just sure. remember us writing like a thousand versions of the stuff and then you came in and improv through and everything. Went, oh, it's way funnier what he just came up with than the two hours of writing. We just did. Well, it, was,
1: it was funny to begin with, but you also gave me an easy job of like be a pretentious artist dick, which is like the most fun character Absolutely. to play. Of just somebody that's
0: really into themselves and their own vision, and also being mean to a girl, just, which is that, a funny thing to do because it's a mean thing on to you do on the couch, like, and just keep coming in and saying awful things to Jenny. And I think we rolled for a half an hour after we already had the shot just because it was fun to keep doing that setup.
1: <laughs> it's like if you've been around enough people that are like, "Oh, I'm a nerd. I really," but it's like secretly you're just a mean artist dick. <laughs> and you're, and you think you're sensitive, but you're really just mean to women. Like, that's why Scott Pilgrim is such a great movie, because I feel like it gives the lie to the idea of, like, the really, like, sensitive artist dude that's just, like, whatever. Like, at the end of that movie, you're like, oh, no, you've been a dick this whole time. There were, like, all these women that were like, I love you. And you're like, what? I gotta go. And then it's great. I love it. Because I've been that dude. And so I think I think it's time to start deconstructing the myth of, like, the sensitive artist dude. With it's his, why I like, became obsessed
0: with girls was that first scene where she's with that guy. And he's like, don't be anybody's slave. <laughs> Right, but and he's clearly he having his entire existence, like, existence finance, yeah, just giant
1: tool. Also, I love it. And th- th- that I fell in love with that show in that same scene where she says to him, "Like, oh, how's that play going?" And his only response oh. is, "Those guys are dicks." <laughs> And then just <laughs> <laughs> move on. I was like, this is great. This is great. <laughs> so Crap Kingdom. Crap Kingdom, uh, yep. Pre order or in stores on 7th. March 7th. Uh, yep, uh, pre-order or or it is in stores now. Twitter, Twitter, DC Pearson? Twitter.com slash DC Pearson. It's a lot of puns. Uh if, especially if you like puns about like 90s R&B combined with like J.R.R. token specifics. Well, there or, was uh, no no movies or music before the nineties was any good.
0: <laughs> not it one. It made me
1: so upset. But also, too, it's like that is my sort of um. N- nostalgia G Spot is like late nineties, early two thousands. So if you like, I don't He's know, have never like seen an OMC's how bizarre reference liked. combined with like something about uh, Game of Thrones, Twitter.com slash DC Pearson. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff like that. um And then, yeah, I'm also on Tumblr at DC Pearson and uh, or DC com and Facebook, DC Pearson. <laughs> Do you reference a what was the name of the group from How Bizarre? It was the uh, OMC. OMC, yes, Something
0: Millionaires Club.
1: That yeah, because um, they were all like Aboriginal. Yeah, I think, and uh, they were that should have been their name of their first album, Aboriginal. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just their abs. <laughs> <laughs> but that guy from OMC with the with the great voice uh, has passed away a few years ago. What he was? Yeah, but I will say in 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 sort in memoriam that is a great karaoke song. Yes. Honor him by doing that at karaoke. It's mostly talk singing, which yeah. I love because I can't sing. Tyrion Lannister's The Hand of the King. <laughs> <laughs> Game <laughs> of Thrones. Yeah, how Cruising bizarre. down the King's Road in the hot, hot sun. <laughs> 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 that would be fucking awesome. Oh. I will do that. You know, like, you like how I spend this entire time running down like the idea of doing something like super topical, and then I and can't wait to go just... do an OMC How Bizarre Game of Thrones Game parody. Of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good time, it's coming back on. If, Please be the hand of the king How bizarre Sister How bizarre. says fuck me <laughs> How bizarre How incestuous bing, bing, bing. Oh man bing, bing, bing. that would be great All right, Well thank we'll you for having me Chris Hardwick I Yes thank you me. good to see you DC Pearson And uh, everyone else enjoy your burrito uh, <laughs> Do not go to sepbutteek.org
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please <laughs> Don't start it either Yes I've, de- I've not expanded Nerdist to include White power nerds <laughs> Nope Not okay <laughs> Not part of the deal I'm just a nerd For racism Yeah It's know? a big tent But it's not that big of a tent Yeah <laughs> It's not There's still We are Sep mm-hmm. Of the racist. You're racist against racists Yes Just like Dexter Hunts serial killers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can we pitch that to Showtime like a Dexter for racist? <laughs> He's only racist against racist other races. <laughs> hey you cracker eating toast like we'll a mother. We'll okay, good. We'll work it out. <laughs> to draft. Okay, cuz right.
0: Now leaving Nerdist.com Enjoy your burrito. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe